902, ladies and gentlemen, welcome on in 88.9 Fighting Scots Radio. It's the morning after. I am Tyler Trumbauer alongside the Tuesday, Thursday guy who's back and better than ever, the athlete formerly known as Chewy, Mr. Yukondu. How are you? Doing good. Feeling good. How are Feeling you? good. Doing good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all, good to hear. It's all good around here. It's all good? All good in the hood. That is Chew. I'm Tyler Trumbauer. Uh, beautiful day in the borough today. Unseasonably warm, but you won't hear a complaint out of me for that one at all and i'm sure the same from you because you you actually don't have a beanie on for once you said you were a strict beanie for the next four months yeah i did and i only have one layer on just just a hoodie today so usually i would have like a, a, a jacket over this one but right today yeah, i took a chance took a leap of faith and it worked out that's good work 70 all week. yeah unfortunately i had to wear a suit today i gotta do some tv and such so that stinks because i was I was, I was i was gonna break out the shorts Oh, really? Maybe. I mean, 70 is pretty nice. Yeah, it's too early this morning for shorts, but later on. Mid-afternoon, it'll yeah. be shorts. Right, 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 right. Certainly. Uh, so regardless of that, uh, it, is, it is fall. Uh, the autumnal season is upon us despite the unseasonably warm weather, but I'm loving it. Like you tweeted the other day, uh, you know, it's November 1st and there's no snow. Yeah, it was snowing in like October through October 10th. last year. <laughs> like, right, well, October 10th midway. it snowed this past October. Remember, we had it on the cars and stuff. And, right. And last year, I remember November 1st was, I think, the first snowfall of the year because I remember coming back from Slippery Rock that day for a football game, and it didn't snow the whole time. We were at SRU, up 79, we get the Edinburgh snow. I mean, that's the huge, though. It is Edinburgh. Yeah. So, but nonetheless, um, no snow today, just beautiful sunny skies. And, I mean, even the sun is, is, is few and far between in Borough. But nonetheless, so it's sunny out there. We're bright in here. Morning after Chewy, Tyler, EdinburghNow.com, the TuneIn app on mobile devices. Thank you all for tuning in. We got a good show on tap. Monday night football last night. Wrapping that up, we'll talk about that and some other NFL news and notes. There was a trade yesterday. Don't forget the trade deadline is quickly approaching here in the NFL. And we'll talk about that and then get into the NBA with our man Chu here, our resident NBA expert. So we'll just yes. kind of unleash him. Uh, kind of like when you have a dog and you have, like, guests over you don't like, you kind of just let the dog out, you know what I mean? So yes. we'll kind of just let Chewy run wild on that one. LeBron James getting to a milestone last night against my Philadelphia 76ers. We'll talk about that. And then in the final segment, Borough Women's Soccer Talk to come to the forefront here on the show. Mike Fenner, the beat writer for Borough Soccer for The Spectator, will join us calling in at 9.45. He and I will be calling the Edinburgh Women's Soccer PSAC Playoff quarterfinal match today at 1 o'clock live right here on these airwaves, 88.9, edinburghnow.com, and the TuneIn app. Chewy should be a good one. Uh, Edinburgh securing the fourth seed in the playoffs, meaning they get to host that quarterfinal uh, round. And then we also have the fifth-seeded Kutztown Golden Bears coming on in, and that'll be 1 o'clock. And I'm going to interrupt everything right here because I got some breaking news. Let's hear it. I'm going to do that again because I had the sound down. Breaking news. Breaking news coming at you. I'm going to save it, though. I'm going to lie. <laughs> wow. I'm going to lie, and I'm going to save it. Wow. Because it's going to fit in better later. Okay. It's going to fit in better later. We're uh, going to start off with Monday Night Football. Everybody that, all excited. That's a tease. That's a tease. 
That's a tease. Oh, I try. You know, that's that's what I try to do around here. No, nonetheless, no no breaking news here. The Colts are good. Not good. And the Panthers are good. Yeah. So, and we saw that last night. And pouring down rain, too. Absolutely pouring last yeah. night in Carolina. I know you watched this game, and it was it was an okay game until I fell asleep, essentially. Yeah. Um, when did you fall asleep? I don't even remember, like 11 o'clock. Yeah, it turned into a pretty good game. <laughs> right after that. Probably should have stayed up for that one. Yeah, the fourth quarter, uh, and really the second half overall was pretty darn good. And Colts rally for overtime, but Graham Gano's 52-yard field goal keeps the Panthers unbeaten. When I fell asleep, it was like 10-6, I think. Oh, yeah. It definitely turned up afterwards. It was a lot of uh, turnovers, cause right. obviously because of the slick football, but it ended up being a thriller. A, yeah, a Cam, classic, if you will. Cam Newton, not so good throwing the ball in the rain. 16 for 35, 248 yards, two touchdowns, one pick. Andrew Luck didn't do much better. He was 23 for 47, but he had two touchdowns to go along with his three interceptions. He led a nice little nice little uh, fourth fourth quarter comeback uh, to get to, to send the game into overtime. So that was a nice little clutch gene showed off there by Andrew Luck. Right. <clears throat> so good good work by him. So now let me ask you this question. The Colts lose, they move to 3 and 5. All right. Now the AFC South is not anything that's that's great. Um the Carolina Panthers, they're 7 and 0. They're doing all right. Uh, is better than all right. <laughs> <laughs> is um his name is escaping me, the head coach for the Colts. Hit me. Come on, Chew. You can't leave me hanging like this. <laughs> oh, where is I have no idea what his name is. I, I can't think of it on top of my head. All right. Uh, his, th- this, is, this is a bad day for me. Um, I should know it. This is, this is just unfortunate is really what it is. Let me just find it. Colts head coach. Okay, well, while I figure it out, the Colts head coach, you know his name. Chuck Pagano. Thank you. I didn't have to look it up. Hit me in the head. Chuck Pagano. Is he on the hot seat? The Colts are three and five. Andrew Luck and company. It's got a lot of talent they met. They they stacked up for this year. You know? They had brought it Frank Gore, who they stole, pulled the thievery, if you will, on the Philadelphia Eagles. They had Andrew Andre Johnson. Andrew Luck. And they're three and five. Is he on the hot seat? Well, anytime you have <clears throat> You put in a lot of work in the offseason and bring in a lot of talent, which they did. Um, expectations are going to be high anywhere, as anywhere, especially off the, the season that they had last year. What was, their, what was their record last year? A lot better than three it and five. It was a lot better than three and five at right. this point last year. So you expect to build on the, accomplish, on the accomplishments from last season, and right now they're not doing so. And then you see, you see it in pro- professional sports a lot. Uh, today, where coaches lose their jobs quickly, e- very quickly. Like it could be midway through the season, your team probably hasn't even hit their stride yet. The chemistry probably hasn't even come all together, but you don't get the opportunity to to bounce back if you start off if you don't if you don't start off well. So, I think he could potentially be on the hot seat just simply because of the fact that they are underachieving at this point in the season. It's not to say that they can't turn it around, mm-hmm. but. It's not looking good, certainly. Yeah, GMs are quick to pull the plug nowadays. So let's uh, quickly just take a look at the Colts' schedule to see what is going to uh, 
what's ahead for them. And it doesn't get easy. I mean, Sunday, November 8th, so this upcoming Sunday, they are, are at Denver. Then they have a bye week. So that could be the difference right there with the Colts axed. Yeah, yeah. Because if they lose that, if they lose to the Broncos and then they have the bye week, obviously, to think about firing their coach. Could right, and, it's, and if you're right going there. to fire someone, it's almost always on the bye week because it gives you an extra week to prepare. Right. And then in between those two games, or excuse me, like in, bye weeks in between Denver and their other game on November 22nd, which is at Atlanta. Now, Atlanta's been reeling. Okay, they lost to Tampa Bay. They lost uh, the other week to someone, but they're still a good team. Yeah, I think they're going to bounce back. I know Tubby thinks they're going to crumble, but I think they legit can can be a good team this season right now. I think Dan Quinn has to be coach of the year unless there's a colossal breakdown right here. But a catastrophe in Atlanta. <laughs> right, unless there's a catastrophe in Atlanta. So, do you think? He gets fired if they lose to Denver next week. With that bye week coming up in a opportune time for, for the front office to do that. Because then down the stretch, you have Tampa Bay, Pittsburgh, Jacksonville, Houston, Miami, and Tennessee. So a little bit easier. But they've gone through the gauntlet of their schedule, if you will, facing the Patriots, facing the Saints, who really aren't even that good, but they still lost to the Panthers. Now they'll have the Broncos and the Falcons. So they're halfway through the gauntlet. They'll be basically done. They'll just have Atlanta left coming up. But, I mean, they've had tough losses. They lost to the Jets, who have, you know, improved, but they're not great. They lost to the Bills, who have improved, but they're not great. Their, their wins are Tennessee, Jacksonville, and Houston, who probably have a combined, like, five wins right now. My prediction, I'm going to say that he doesn't get axed. You think he makes the year? I think he, I think he makes it through the year. But obviously, if they don't have the year, they don't make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I think he's gone. I think he's a goner. I'm not going to say <clears throat> I'm not going to say at the bye week. I'm going to give him a chance. You're going to give him the rest of the season. You're yeah. going to give him to January to figure his stuff out. Figure it out, yeah. He might be able to get some wins in this uh, front-loaded or front-loaded schedule, if you will, because, I mean, you end with Houston, Miami, and Tennessee. So if he doesn't end 3-0, and uh, he definitely should get fired. Because if you can't beat Houston, Miami, and Tennessee when it comes to December and January, when those teams are so far done, I agree. it's, uh, it's going to be ugly. I mean, Tennessee's looking for a top-five pick, the same as Jacksonville. Miami's up and down. Now they got their new head coach, Campbell, in there. But even them, they're not the greatest of, of teams. You know, they've, they, they, were, they were exploited by New England this past week. I just don't. Andrew Luck, it just doesn't look the same. They he, say they're saying he's playing with with fractured ribs. Oh, really? Which now brings in a whole nother situation because they said he had a shoulder problem, which happened the same day as these ribs, and they've disclosed the shoulder issue. They're saying that's cleared up, but reports are coming out that he's played. Fox Sports um, is actually reporting it that he's playing playing with fractured ribs, but they haven't been putting putting that in their injury reported, which is actually illegal. So the NFL is now looking into that. Hmm. Why wouldn't they put it in the in the injury report? Because they don't want people to know he's got fractured ribs. Hmm. They don't want to not play Andrew Luck. They don't want the defense to single in on him. Because, I mean, that's a legal hit, if you think about it. I mean, you come Very in there, legal. you're going to go right in the abdomen right there, yeah. and then you're going to pop him in his ribs that are already hurting. Oh, uh, I got you. Oh, yeah, teams would probably that's illegal. Target, that, target that more. 
That's well. illegal. So I don't know what they're going to do about that. So you're saying Chuck Pagano makes it? I would I would say the same, um, especially because they're they. I mean, if they got embarrassed last night against Carolina on primetime television, I think it would have been a different scenario, a different conversation. But I think that was a respectable loss in overtime. They fought back in, a, very in, in game. right in tough conditions too in the rain against a undefeated Carolina team. He gave them a good run. I think he'll make the season as well, but, I mean, if Indianapolis finishes in the top five as far as the draft and the bottom five of the NFL this season, I would look for them to axe Chuck Pagano and look somewhere else for a coach because you're right, they go so quickly this year or in the NFL these days. It just, you know, it's it's really you, you basically take a head coaching job to get fired. Not many guys leave on their own recognizance and, and, uh, you know, do it when they want them. Yeah, it's not even just the NFL. It's, it's a lot of professional sports. Like, uh, I don't know what it is. It's just like they don't have faith in. You don't got time. Yeah, they don't have time. They Everybody wants to win now, like win today. This. Right. Because, so. yeah, the uh, fan bases don't want to wait. You know, they want to put yeah. butts in the seats and such. Yeah, but if you, I mean, if you know anything about sports, you, you know that <coughs> things don't happen overnight. Right, yeah. but there's not there's a lot of fans that are going to come to the parks or come to the stadiums that aren't knowing much about sports. You know, the family atmosphere is going right. to come, and they're going to want to come. They're not going to come and watch a team that stinks. Right. They're not going right. to come and watch a team that doesn't have at, that doesn't have superstars. They're not going to come and watch a team, you know, that just doesn't have a shot in a given game. You know, it's losing thirty-one to six or whatever. That's not enjoyable. Yeah, I think I think for the most part, fans just want to see competitiveness. Uh, wins, of course. Uh, or what everybody wants to see, but like if your team can't compete, which the Colts are doing, they're competing. It's mm-hmm. not like they're getting r- ran off the field every game. Um, that's usually where the this d- disdain comes from. Oh, fire him! If they're getting mm-hmm. like, if they're just on the field getting blitzed every game. Right. Yeah. No, I agree. So, so a team that is uh, getting blitzed every game and is kind of just done with things, the San Francisco 49ers, uh, they, they've, they've now realized that this, this, uh, this game, this, excuse me, this season is just not their season. And uh, <laughs> they are now starting to have a fire sale, if you will. Yeah, they benched Colin Kaepernick. They benched Colin Kaepernick, going to bring in G- Blaine Gabbert. Blaine Gabbert. Who? Blaine Gabbert into the fold to start for the San Francisco 49ers this upcoming week. Colin Kaepernick not doing so well. And, you know, he's a, guy, he's a quarterback who's got so much talent, too, but he needs an offensive-minded coach to help him out. Jim Tom Sula was a defensive guy. He was like the defensive line coach. <laughs> he wasn't even like a D coordinator. He was the defensive line coach before they promoted him to head coach of San Francisco. He's an upstanding guy. His standards, his, his you know, morals in life are, are second to none. But they need an offensive-minded guy to just work with Colin Kaepernick and make him realize his potential in the National Football League. And that's not going to happen with a defensive-minded coach. I know you have offensive coordinators and offensive assistants, but when you have a defensive head coach, that means your entire team is defensive-minded, defensive-slanted. Right. And he's not, so it's not helping him. But nonetheless, so he's gone, and the, the fire sale begins with tight end Vernon Davis, longtime San Francisco 49ers. 
They are trading him to the Denver Broncos. So the Broncos get Vernon Davis and a 2016 second-round pick. The San Francisco 49ers are going to get a 2016 sixth-round pick and a 2017 sixth-round pick. So essentially, they're swapping sixth and seventh rounders this upcoming draft, and Denver is sending their 2017 sixth-round draft pick. That's how this thing's shaking out. John Elway confirmed that via Twitter yesterday. Mm. What do you think of the deal? Was, <clears throat> I think that was a gift. <laughs> it's a gift, to, a gift the Den- the, to Denver Broncos? For the Broncos, yeah. Well, I, I mean, when you're in San Francisco's position, you don't have a lot of, of bargaining right. to do. I mean, you have an aging guy in Vernon Davis, a guy who has done nothing but greatness for you. He has 441 receptions, 5,640 yards, 55 touchdowns in his career. He needs the win now. He's got very few years left, at least right. in his prime um, production years in the National Football League. He needs to be on a team that can win now, that is in win-now mode. San Francisco, the way they've started this year, is not in win-now mode. They certainly are playing for the future. So the stocking of draft picks is helping the San Francisco 49ers because they need it. They're 2-6 and six so far, and it's not going to get better. I mean, when, you're gonna, when you honestly are going to start – Blaine Gabbert in a National Football League game, you know things are not going your way. Yeah, That's confirmed. Yeah, they're, they're restocking. Certainly. So they're going to get these six-rounders. I'm not saying, I mean, and I'm not saying they're going to use these six-rounders because you can, those are good bargaining chips to move up in a draft in 2016, in 2017. Because you're not, I mean, you can find a superstar in the sixth or seventh round. Just ask Tom Brady, but it's not going to happen all the time. Right. So... Vernon Davis gets to go to Denver with an offense that's been not as prolific as it's been in recent history. They're missing Demarius, not Demarius Thomas, they're missing Julius Thomas, their tight end, who was, a, who was a rock-solid receiver for Peyton Manning in the last few years in Denver. He's now with Oakland, I believe. I know he's definitely not in Denver. So this is going to add another solid, reliable tight end to that offense, and I think they'll be, they'll be set. Yeah, I think this. I think this definitely bolsters our offense. It does nothing but good things. He could just step right in, and him being a, a veteran, as you said, who um, has a lot of experience and a lot of talent, um, he can come in and help the Broncos right away. And that's what that's what I think they need. The Bronco because they've been struggling offensively all year, even though they've been winning games. Right. They've been struggling on the offensive side of football, so this does nothing but help them. That is very true. We're gonna hit our first break here on the show, NFL. Talk done. Week 8 wrapped up in the National Football League. Week 9 will be here before we know it. Thursday, Chew, browns Bengals should be a good one for that one. We'll have to talk about that and more on Thursday's show. But we got more to talk about today because today is Tuesday. Don't go anywhere. We'll come back the morning after. Rolls along after this as we hit the hardwood with the National Basketball Association. Welcome back, 88.9 Fighting Scots Radio. It's the morning after. I am Tyler Trumbauer alongside the athlete formerly known as Chewy here on a Tuesday morning for you. Thank you all for tuning in on 88.9 EdinburghNow.com and the TuneIn app on mobile devices, which you should have on your mobile device. I don't think Chewy has downloaded it yet. I always forget. Yeah, yeah, excuses. <laughs> it's just you're just like you're just like Tubby saying that he, you know. Is might might come to an athletic event or might actually come out in the real world and do things. <laughs> don't don't lie to <laughs> do me. Do everyday things. 
I always I always plan on doing it. You're such a liar. Like, right after this. the show. But it just always slips my mind. I'm always thinking about breakfast or something. Because I usually never eat. Oh, okay. See, I'm rambling on with my excuses. I'm going to just stop. Because <laughs> you're trying to find a good one because you know you don't have one. I'm going to just stop right now. There yeah. you go. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. So, uh. We're we're gonna get into the NBA, which now I know Chewy likes and knows he it's always on his mind, unlike that tune in app. And Yeah, I'll never forget about the NBA. <laughs> Good night in the association last night. LeBron James, of course, is the uh, top storyline, almost always is the top storyline in the Nash or in the National Basketball Association. Cavs moved to three and one last night with a one oh seven one hundred thriller of a win. Against the Philadelphia 76ers, who fall to 0-3 on the season. The Sixers' leading scorer, six points. Um, TJ McConnell doesn't even have a picture on ESPN.com. You see that? See that? He's, he's, got, a, he's got just a little gray man. Oh, yeah. He, well, I guess he wasn't really expected to make the team. So It's like good for him. That, that, that's a bona fide. That's a bona fide. Uh, who? Who? <laughs> Do you not hear that in your headset? No, I didn't hear See, that. See, I hear it in mine. You people are weird. I don't understand this. <laughs> Anywho, uh, Cavs win 107-100. And what, does, what happened with, the, uh, with LeBron James last night, Mr. Ekondu? Um, LeBron became the youngest player to reach 25,000 points. And he did it before a lot of other great players. I forgot the names in that list, but I know Kobe and... Also, he was not. Not only was he the youngest, he's the quickest to do it. Correct. The quickest. I think to do by it. four games. Yeah, so that's big time. Obviously, he came out of high school, so he had a lot more time to accomplish that goal. Certainly missed. Uh, you know, some other people had some other years doing other things. Yeah, going to college and whatnot. But he definitely had a lot more time. I mean, I'm not trying to, you know, disclaim his accomplishment. It's a great accomplishment um, for him, for the Cavs organization. It's unfortunate that it happened against your Sixers, but... Hey, I told you before when we had a little pre-production meeting here, I am psyched that the Sixers almost beat the Cavs. Now now that I'm thinking about it, I think the Cavs are toying with the Sixers. Yeah, they probably didn't take the game as seriously as you might have thought. <laughs> I didn't watch the game. I, there's no way I can watch the Sixers out here. I don't have NBA League Pass, number one. And number two, their Sixers are never going to be on national television. I couldn't tell you the last time they were on national television. Probably when they were in the playoffs like two years ago. Yeah. That'll be the last time. They're never on in just regular time, like regular season game. They're like, oh, yeah, let's play, make this a TNT game. Like, no. Never. They'll, it's the Sixers. You'll never see them on, <laughs> on TNT. It's disgusting. Yeah, but NBA League Pass, you, it's funny Need you mentioned that. that is because they, they have a free tri- trial. For what, a day? No, it's been like a week. Actually, it ends tomorrow. See, but I don't no, watch enough today. basketball. It ends today. See, okay, so now you tell me. It ends today. You couldn't <laughs> tell me a week ago. I've been using it. You know what? Because remember I was going through that phase. <laughs> Let me explain. <laughs> Let me explain. You couldn't tell me a week ago. <laughs> I was going through that phase where I was watching all those shows on Netflix. Oh, you still are. You're still watching Arrow like it's like your religion. Yeah, but it's like it's the, I finished all the seasons on Netflix. So now you're just binge watching basketball. Exactly. And it came up. The timing was so perfect because once I got done with that, <laughs> then the free trial league pass came on. I don't think I need NBA league pass. I wouldn't get anything accomplished. I wouldn't. It just wouldn't happen because I'm watching there like anywhere between three to 12 NBA games on a night and I would be watching all of them. See, I don't like basketball as much as you. I like football a lot, which is why I have the direct ticket. 
you know. Right, but you so, have self-control. I don't have any self-control. Right. I, I've noticed that because you just binge watch, like, everything. Everything, yeah. Like, I think you would binge watch, I don't even know, like, Spongebob all, if all the episodes were on Nickelodeon. Or, I mean, on Netflix from Nickelodeon. I, ha- I have an infatuation with, with superheroes in basketball. So, I binge watch those. So, if there, was a, if there was a a movie, say, where superheroes played basketball. I, I think I would watch it. That would be, that would just be... I don't You'd be incapacitated. There's, there's no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be first in line. There's no doubt in that. my mind that I would see it probably more than once. Right. You bring. You'd be bringing all your girls too. No, no, no. Your, no. your Monday, <laughs> your Tuesday, your Wednesday. <laughs> no, 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 uh-huh. no, 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 no. Plead the fifth on that one. I know. I know how true works. So anyway, that's that was the main storyline. LeBron, 22 points, nine boards, 11 assists. He last night in in a limited action because he didn't really care, as you said. Um, I mean, the Sixers came to play until they put up a whopping 18 points in the third quarter. Yeah. That's not good. You need you need buckets to win this game. You, you need points. You need points. But you know they got to 100. Because the other day, they played like Utah or something. They got scored like 79, I saw. Yeah. I mean, it's always good to play to, well against good teams, not always get blown out. I mean, if you're a bad team, you can look towards that as well. Well, you said LeBron and them played down to the Sixers because they didn't care. Because there's this, this, you know, I'm just going to stop this here because this is going to lean me down to the path where I say the NBA season's too long and I don't want to go down that path today. Yeah. It, it's factual that certain teams look at when you're, you're playing a bad team, you tend to overlook them sometimes. And sometimes they sneak up on you. Right. But they, they ended up getting the win just off of probably sheer talent. Okay, so we're a couple games into the season. Uh, give, me some, give me some teams that have stood out to you, Mr. NBA League Pass, since you've been able to see them all. Um, a couple teams actually. Yeah, so give me give me those teams that have stood out to you, and then we'll go to maybe some surprise teams. So a team that has stood out to me is my hometown team, the Detroit Pistons. Oh, big shock! They're, big the, shock! Are they playoffs? Are they playoff bound? They're playoffs? they're three and zero right me? now. Playoffs? <laughs> you talking about playoffs? Listen, I think they can sneak into the playoffs. Oh, boy. They're, listen, they're three and zero. I'm listening. They're three and zero. They have okay. three quality wins against the Atlanta. Their first win against the Atlanta Hawks. The Atlanta Hawks were the first number one in the Eastern Conference last year, and then they played. I think uh, they played the Chicago Bulls, who was all, all who was also a top team in the playoffs last year, and then they beat the Utah Jazz. So they have three solid wins on their resume already. I'm excited. For the Pistons, obviously, I'm biased. My opinion is biased because I love them so much. Right. I think they're gonna. I do think they're gonna make the playoffs, though. Another team, the Golden State Warriors, the defending champions, have looked nothing short of spectacular. Steph Curry is averaging like 40 points a game through his first three games. They just beat. They just beat the Grizzlies. Uh, the Grizzlies, who are a good team, a very solid team, who will make the playoffs. They just beat them by 50 last night. They blew the Rockets out. The Rockets, a team that went to the Western Conference Finals last year, they've just been demolishing all their opponents. And they, they've every team they played have made the playoffs, and they have they they have the biggest win margin right now. I think their win margin is by like fifteen plus. So the the Warriors are looking great. And then um, another team that I talked about earlier was the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, Kevin Durant returning off his injury, off his toe injury. He's looking good. He's averaging like 30 points a game. Obviously, it's early in the season, but they're looking good. Thunder looking healthy, so I'm excited. I'm extremely excited. <clears throat> what about some teams that have disappointed you, like maybe the Brooklyn Nets, who are 0-4, 
basement in the Eastern Conference. Um, you know, I thought the Charlotte Hornets yeah. were a little bit better, but they're starting out winless, maybe going over the Western Conference, obviously a little bit more difficult. Um, but the Lakers 0-3, I mean, LeBron, even uh, Kobe has said he sucks. Yeah. His word. <laughs> um, so what about some teams that are you, you thought are, are a little struggling out of the gate here? Well, the Brooklyn Nets, I didn't really think too much of them to begin the season. I didn't think they were going to make the playoffs. Who do they even have that is that is good anymore? Exactly. Like, no one, right? They've sold, like, I don't even know what Mikel Prokoff is doing over there with that team. Exactly. That's that's my point exactly. They Who do they have? Like, they just traded away Darren Williams. They got rid of Paul Pierce and KG. Like, everybody's gone. So, I don't know. I don't even know who's on the team. Um, you didn't so, watch them on League Pass? No, I didn't watch them. I skipped that's over them. That's disappointing. But, um, <clears throat> talking about the Hornets. I didn't think I think the Hornets were going to improve. I didn't see them getting off to a fast start like um being undefeated in these first couple of games here, but I do think they'll still improve. Right. And then um the Knicks the Knicks have also played pretty well. Um their rookie that everybody was so mad that they drafted, he's actually a pretty good player and he's starting to prove himself in these Ooh. games here cuz people people thought that he was like a project, like one of those international players that you just you draft in you know, you'll see the potential down the line. But he's actually – he's in the starting lineup. Like, he's playing really well. So, that's exciting for New York fans. Um, but other than that, I I haven't seen anything that is shocking. Probably the Bucks. The Bucks is a playoff team. Hey, MC Dubs is good, though. Yeah, they were expected to get a lot better. I got to watch him for, and when he was in Philadelphia for his short-lived time. Philly loved him. Yeah, rookie of the year. Apparently not Sam Henke. <laughs> They, I mean, they just lost too many games, and they just, I guess they had to. I guess he got, I don't know. I don't know what Sam thinks, but I guess it was worth it. We'll I, find out. I personally would have kept Rookie of the Year. Right. He was, was like the first time ever that a defending Rookie of the Year was traded. Who trades the defending Rookie of the Year? That made absolutely no sense. But the Bucks <laughs> are expected to be a lot better, and they've kind of, I wouldn't say they're struggling, but they stumbled a little bit. They just, they just beat the Brooklyn Nets last night, so that's a good win for them. But, Boom. Yeah. So that's your NBA talk. So what do you, what do you, you know, so everything, do you think there will be someone that emerges or do you think this NBA is just so predictable that, you know, it's, it's almost like we have the same teams every year. No, I do think some teams will sneak up. I do think there are some teams that have a potential to sneak up into the playoffs. I think um, looking at the teams here, the Sacramento Kings got a lot better. Mm -hmm. Um, Orlando Magic. They're young, but they got a lot better. I think. Jameer Nelson's still on the Magic. No, he's not. Who's he play for now? He's uh, he's on the Denver Nuggets. Hey. Yeah, he's on the Denver Nuggets. That's where guards go to retire. Yeah, pretty much. <clears throat> but I think that I definitely think that there are some teams that can come out of nowhere, like the Hawks last year. Nobody expected them to be first in the Eastern Conference. That was a shocker to everybody, because they just they have no superstars, but they play good team basketball. So I think there are a lot of well-coached teams out there that could sneak up into the playoffs and possibly make some noise. But I think at the end of the day, um, as far as, like, looking at the finals, I think and, – and Eastern Conference and Western Conference finals, I think you're going to see teams that have been there before, the well, like the, the well-known teams that have been there every year. But I do think some teams can make some noise. There you go. That's the NBA with Chew. I said it a little bit earlier in the show. I teased it. I wanted to wait till I got some confirmation here. But we do have breaking news here in the morning after. Just announced, confirmed the like. The Tennessee Titans have fired head coach Ken Wisenhunt. 
effective immediately. Mike Malarkey is the interim head coach of the Tennessee Titans. Wow. 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 I, I can't say I'm surprised, though. Since really? You can't say you're surprised? They, they won, like, how many games did they won? Like, one or two? I think two. Once this thing loads, it stops freezes. Now, good thing this just broke because we'll have Mr. Fenner, the only Tennessee Titans fan I know, on the show <laughs> in a matter of minutes here. I don't even know if he knows it. Well, maybe we'll break the news to him right here on the show. Uh, let's look at the Tennessee Titans are 1-6. They haven't won more than one game. They're in the basement of the AFC South. But, I mean, I thought that drafting Marcus Mariota was to save Ken Wisenhunt's job. You know what I mean? Like, they wanted to trade him away. Like, you know, when, when people were talking about, well, will the Eagles trade up to that second spot? Now, I know Tennessee was asking for a lot, but I thought that was because they were going to draft Marcus Mariota, go through a rebuilding year with him, and, you know, start new. Now, Marcus Mariota's even been hurt. He hasn't even played. So he's been playing Zach Mettenberger at quarterback, your backup quarterback. But seven games into the season, Ken wasn't hunting, gone. Yeah, that's just like we just talked about, the lack of patience from these, um, <clears throat> from these NFL owners. That's absurd. That is, that is the quintessential just not – and it, it, this isn't a bye week either. They have five days till their next game. <laughs> they're at New Orleans, so they're on the road too. So you got to travel. They're not even like at home. Huh. They just got fed up and said uh, – They're done. They're at the Saints, and they got Carolina, Jacksonville, Oakland, Jacksonville again, New York Jets, Patriots, Texans, Colts. Their only win coming in the season opener against Tampa Bay, the 42-14 to win where it was the number one pick versus the number two pick yeah. with Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota. That was their only win? Yes. That first game of the They've season. lost five, or six, excuse me, six straight since to be one and six. They put up 13 points combined in the last two weeks. Yeah, if you're not showing any sign. But, the, but it, those like, last two weeks, Marcus Mariota was hurt. He was hurt, true. I don't understand if you're going to ta- have the number two overall. You you're coming off a year where you had the number two overall pick. How can you expect a complete turnaround that quickly? You can't. Are they getting worse, though? That's the question. Teams want it. They won two the games last year, too. That means they're right. halfway through their – they're halfway to right. matching their win total of last year. We're only halfway through the year – not even halfway through the year because they only played seven games. They still got nine to go. A lot of coaches don't get a fair shake. Like, it, when, when players get injured, that's unfortunate for coaches because they don't get the fair shake if their team was 100% healthy. If right. their team was 100% healthy, you could see – and they were still struggling. Then it's like, okay, you have more of a, you have more of a point or firing me. But in this case, he didn't get a fair shake. Um, it's unfortunate because the owners and stuff they like to see improvement. They want to see improvement, and they just weren't improving. That really is unfortunate. Ken Wisenhunt gone, as we just said. Breaking news here: just moments ago, the Tennessee Titans have announced Ken Wisenhunt has been relieved of his duties as head coach of their football team. Mike Malarkey former Jacksonville Jaguars coach, uh, now the interim head coach for the Tennessee Titans in the interim position. We will hit a break here, get Mike Fenner on the line to initially talk Edinburgh women's soccer with previewing their matchup against Kutztown coming up here in just a matter of hours right here on 88.9. But also, we're going to have to ask him about the Ken Wisenhunt firing. I actually have a lot of questions for, for Mike. You got a lot of questions yeah, for Mike. Good. You write them down in the break. We're going to be right back. Mike Fenner on the line. Women's soccer. Breaking news. The like on the other side. Don't go anywhere. I'm just a girl. 88.9 fighting Scott's radio. It's the morning after. 
Tyler Trumbauer, the athlete formerly known as Chewy, here on a Tuesday morning. Thank you all for tuning in, as always. If you missed any of today's action or just want to listen to it again, don't forget about our podcast, which is up daily on EdinburghNow.com. Follow them on SoundCloud as well. That's where it's, you know, housed on SoundCloud. So right before we hit the break, if you just joined us, um, Ken Wisenhunt relieved of his duties as head coach of the Tennessee Titans after the Titans start 1-6 and six this season. Um, we were going over some of their details of the team. Only win this season, 42-14, to 14, a victory over the Tampa Bay Bucks in the season opener. And in the last two weeks, they've combined for 13 points offensively, so not the best stuff. And it came at a perfect time, Chewy, because I know you said you have a lot of questions for Mike. Yeah, I do. A couple so, questions. Tons of questions about life, the Titans, everything in between. We now have on the line, and this was planned to talk about Edinburgh women's soccer. Just came out perfectly because he's a Titans fan. We have Mike Fenner. Here we go, brownies. Here we go. Here we go, brownies. Here we go. Who might want to just join the the dog pound after the way his Titans are playing? Mike Fenner's now on the line. Mr. Fenner, how are you? Uh, I'm okay. I'm a little confused. I'm a little tired. still weary over the news i want to start though by wishing you a happy birthday i wanted to get that out to you personally over uh you know not face to face but voice to voice i suppose right i'll see you face to face later thank you i appreciate that um yeah that's something i haven't said on the show today at all i haven't talked about it at all on the oh, show yeah, happy birthday now you can't Thanks. jump on that bandwagon now <laughs> we've been doing a show for 50 minutes and now you want to say it listen i, I told you happy birthday off the air you know when I get you didn't up, even know. Get, don't even start. When we get on the air, it's just like you it's, didn't it's even know business. it was my birthday. That the, ain't fa- true. The, the Facebook notification came late. <laughs> what has man? <laughs> All right, so Mike Fenn, appreciate that. So let's start with the Titans, obviously, because that's raw. We'll finish with Burrow Soccer. Uh, the Tennessee Titans relieve Ken Wisenhunt. Mike Malarkey gonna fill in the interim. And, you know, not, we were just talking about if Chuck Pagano's on the hot seat and when potentially he would get fired with the Colts with a bye week coming up. No bye week for the Titans this week. Not only is it that, they're five days away from playing a game, and they're on the road, too. So this is a late-in-the-week type of thing to happen on a Tuesday morning. They're on the road, so it's not even you have to travel, so you don't have additional time at home. And then it's 1-6. It's and six. Do you think that this was just so premature, or do you kind of agree with this firing of Wisenhunt? I mean, obviously, it's hard to back the guy when you go three and twenty uh, overall in your in your first twenty three games as a head coach. When you're being counted on to try and bring this this franchise out of irrelevancy and try to make them matter again, uh, but it's hard for me to sit here and say that this is deserved right now. I think it is premature. I think it's an overreaction, and not to make excuses, but you look at the injury play. Uh, that's come in for quarterbacks and offensive linemen during Wisenhunt's time in Tennessee. I mean, give me a break. Jake Locker, now Marcus Mariota dealing with the injuries. The offensive line has been absolutely battered and terrorized over the last two seasons. And when you have more games featuring Charlie Clipboard Jesus Whitehurst uh, and Zach Mettenberger, you know, who's taking selfies saying he's an NFL quarterback, I just don't understand how you're going to be expected to take this team you know, from the dumpster fire, it is into a playoff talk uh, type of discussion. So I just I don't think it's right the right time at all. Right? No, I I agree. Uh, I I was telling Chu, Chu and I were talking about it as soon as the news came down that you you know they they've they've they drafted Marcus Mariota number two overall. You you were two and fourteen a year ago. You're already halfway to your win total from from last season. 
I, I figured, you know, what you could figure out that if you drafted a quarterback number two, you knew there was a rebuilding that was going to happen. I don't think one in six was what they thought. But like you said, Marcus Mariota has been injured for almost a quarter of those games. How can you expect that quick of a turnaround against the coach? Like, if Ken Wisenhunt knew he was getting fired, like, I thought they drafted Marcus Mariota to save his job, to at least prolong it a little bit longer. If they were going to fire him, they should have traded that pick to Philadelphia. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't get it. The one thing I will say, though, that I was wary of when making that selection, you know, back in April, May, um, it's kind of the, the square peg round hole because I don't think this coaching staff offensively does fit what Marcus Mariota can do for you. I think it really is just a different kind of style of offense. You're not talking about a Ben Roethlisberger, a Kurt Warner, you know, a pro-style guy like that. I think you're talking about a guy, Marcus Mariota, that needs more freedom to run the offense, make more adjustments, make more audibles. Um, and just the way that they run the tempo of the offense, I think it's just not the right fit. But still, you haven't had the full body of work or the opportunity to try and work that out or to try and build that chemistry between your head coach, you know, a guy that's an offensive guy, and, and then your quarterback, a young guy who's coming in his first year. I just don't think you've had enough time to build that rapport, and I just frankly don't get it. <clears throat> All right, Mike, this is a little bit off topic. Well, it's oh, off topic, boy. but it's off topic. How do you go? I just want to know how you go from being a Mavericks fan oh, and geez. being a Titans fan. Where do those two? Where do those? How do those relate at all? He's a front runner. You know, Chu. It's it's foolish of me. I uh, I was a really naive, dumb little kid, and I wish I would have <laughs> gone back. You know, at this point, it'd be about as even as being a Cleveland Browns fan, <laughs> as as evidenced by the sounder there. I don't know. It was kind of a random thing. Just wanted to be different, wanted to have a different team. And clearly, that was a huge mistake because I have been <laughs> just tortured as a football fan and as a sports fan uh, ever since belonging onto that team at about five or six years old. <laughs> oh, my God. So that, that, those were the questions you had for this man? And I wanted to know if, if he's ever had a nickname because Fenner's like a sweet name. I could, I could see like a. a I thought we were talking nicknames. about sports here. I don't know. I swear, I feel like Tubby's been in the building today. <laughs> The, the, I actually wanted to ask about the nickname earlier. This isn't in the, show. the late show with you, where you're just having a sit down <laughs> conversation with Mike. Text him that later. Oh, man. I'm sorry for the unprofessionalism. Oh, I was going to ask you earlier, though, if you had that a nickname. Ain't true! <laughs> Anywho, let's, let's get to Borough Women's Soccer because we have a couple minutes left here on the show. You guys can have your little one on one, you know, have a date at Rose or something. Um, <laughs> The, the, the Borough women's soccer team secured the fourth seed in the quarterfinal round of the PSAC playoffs. Host Kutztown, fifth seed Kutztown, at Sox Harrison Stadium today, 1 o'clock. Fenner, color, commentary, myself, play-by-play, right here on 88.9, edbronow.com, tune in app um, from Sox Harrison. Mike, uh, we saw these two teams battle it out a few weeks ago. Um, much different conditions today. Might hit 70 then. Uh, we had a uh, about an inch of snow on the ground by the second half of that one, so a vast difference what a few weeks makes for Edinburgh weather, but Kutztown comes in again. That match, Edinburgh won 4-1. to one. Uh, I would expect a different result today. I mean, not as far as the outcome, but at least a little tighter of a match. Yeah, um, if you think about Kutztown's schedule, I was going through this a little bit ago. Um, we talked about it prior to the Edinburgh match and on the broadcast the last time we had him at home. That has stayed true. In their losses, uh, all by one goal, except for the Fighting Scots matchup where they lost four to one at Sox Harrison. So it's really been incredible the you know, the margin of error the it's been so paper thin for Kutztown. Um, and ever since that match against Edinburgh they put together and strung together three straight wins. 
albeit you have Mansfield and UPJ in there, but also Mercier is the quality win before losing to Slippery Rock 2-1, a one-goal loss on senior day. So it's really even, I think, towards the top, and I think you're going to see that evidenced by this matchup today. I don't think it's going to be a 4-1 to match. Uh, and, and, you know, how odd is it? I was going to say, you know, it's later on in the year, albeit maybe a few weeks, but still the weather completely different, and it's more favorable here in early November. Uh, as you said, going to be up to like 70 degrees today. It's just really weird to, uh, to imagine that the weather's actually going to be favorable in northwest Pennsylvania today. It's unbelievable. I guess that's just my birthday present from Mother Nature. Um, yep. Not only is Kutztown familiar with Edinburgh uh, this season, but last season in the exact same situation, a quarterfinal matchup, Edinburgh-Kutztown battled it out but wrapped a, or the other way around. Kutztown hosted Edinburgh in the quarterfinal round. Kutztown won 2 to nothing. So these teams do know a certain amount about each other. In goal, Mike, let's look at that. You know, one thing we talked about and was kind of beginning when we had the Kutztown game on, on uh, ETV a little while back was that this... This goalkeeping platoon they had has kind of subsided, and it seems like Sarah Baskey is now the, the guy, or excuse me, the girl in center, f- or in the center of the net for head coach Gary Kagiavis. Has 14 starts in goal this season. She's 10 and 4. So, do you agree that Baskey is kind of the forefront of that goalie uh, situation, and, and do you think she deserves to be the starter day in and day out? Yeah, I mean, I think she's been solid. I think they really like what they've gotten out of her uh, with goalkeeping, and I think. You know, it's, it's been the offense that's kind of sputtered. It's been good at times. It's really hurt them and betrayed them at times. But I think for the most part, defensively, with the exception of maybe a couple matches here or there, uh, they've been solid, and she's done the bulk of that work, as you said, with those 13 starts, 46 saves, uh, four shutouts. I think she's been solid, and you just it, the numbers don't lie. Sierra Davis just isn't getting the same kind of action here later on in the season. And I think it's gotten to the point where there is that separation where even if – they took down gets out to an early one nothing lead or even a two nothing lead. Um, I think they still you know stick it out with Baskey and they believe in her and then they you know want to continue to have her out there because I feel that they're very confident in her abilities. That they probably are for the Kutztown Golden Bears. Elena Curry, the leading scorer with 15 points. Diana Malanga, second with 13 points. So we'll see them today right here in 88.9, Fighting Scots Radio, EdinburghNow.com, and the tune-in app. Mike Fenner, the guy calling in, previewing that, the Tennessee Titans fan, the, the uh, dumbfounded Titans fan calling that game with me today, later today. Mike, I will see you shortly, sir. Take it easy. Thanks for having me, guys. Go Browns. Hey, that is Mr. Fenner on the line. Th- appreciate him uh, calling in here for a few minutes. We're out of time, though, uh, Chewy. Things flying today here on the show. I'd like to thank Mr. Fenner for calling in there right there for a few minutes to talk Borough women's soccer. Make sure you tune in for that. As I said, a 1 o'clock kick from Sox Harrison Stadium. Free admission. Um, they're going to be tickets. Uh, you got to charge for admission except for PSAC students. You guys can get in for free. If you don't have class, can stop by, maybe catch the second half later in the afternoon. If you can't, listen to us, 88.9. Mike and I got the call, edinburghnow.com, the TuneIn app on mobile devices. Pre-game coverage starts at 12.50 right here on these airwaves. Chew, good work today, and we will see you on Thursday. Yes, sir. Sounds good. That's Chew. I'm Tyler Trumbauer. This has been the morning after. Um, who do you? Real quick, we got a few seconds. Who you got in today's women's soccer match, Chew? Oh, I'm going with Edinburgh. You're gonna go with Edinburgh. What's give me give me a score prediction, real quick? Two to one. Two to one. Yeah. Who scores? Edinburgh too. Oh, who scores? Yeah. I can't give. I can't give you that. You can't give me that. <laughs> no, I can't give. Ah, oh, come on, Chew. That. That's unfortunate. <laughs> that is unfortunate. What basketball game are you watching tonight? 
since you're since you can't do that, I'll, I'll make I'll let you make up for that. What basketball game? I'll probably be watching the Pistons uh, play the Pacers tonight. Pistons Pacers is the game of the night. That's what he says. Borough women's soccer is the game of the day, though at one o'clock. If they win. Just why we have a few seconds. If they win, they'll be playing on Friday at 11 a.m. Place to be determined. They play the winner of Gannon and Bloomsburg in that one. So if Gannon wins, it'll be at Gannon, and that'll be 11 a.m. Hopefully we'll have that on 88.9. Official announcement will come later on after we see the outcome. Enbro needs to win first. Tune in, 1250, right here, 88.9. Mike Fenner, color commentary. I am Tyler Trumbauer on the play-by-play. That's Chewy. He'll be back on Thursday. Tubby in with me tomorrow to talk sports and more. Thanks for tuning in.